Welcome to this week's episode of The Honest Hairdresser. I'm your host, Erin Ray, and today we'll be chatting with the amazing Britt Carmichael. Britt is the founder of Shine School, a self-love course that has helped thousands of women awaken their authentic self and reclaim their power. She is a trailblazing light worker, psychic medium, hairstylist, empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs, luxury retreat host, plus she's 99% unicorn. Britt is known for her spiritual truth-telling style and her ability to make women beautiful inside and out. All right, so Britt has no idea what I'm about to ask because we are going to have this be super organic. So I feel like, and it'll still be happening, I think uh, Britt can tell us by the time this airs next week, but Mercury is in retrograde. Help us. Yes. So fucking calm down. (laughs) Calm your tits, tits, everyone. (laughs) Yeah. What was my comment on your story the other day? I'm like anxious energy. Yep. So really what Mercury retrograde is, is a three week period of time for you to reflect. If you think about the word retrograde, it starts with RE. So a a cheat sheet for Mercury retrograde is anything that begins with that. um, What is that? A prefix? Oh my God. I'm like getting technical here. So (laughs) release, renew, revise, rebirth, rearrange. These words kind of reflect the energy of what can be, um, how we can best utilize this time. So you see all these great TikToks and memes and blah, blah, blah about Mercury retrograde. And it's a great opportunity for people who live in victimhood mentality to blame something outside themselves for the shit that's going down in their life. But really it's just a time to reflect and see what's not working in my life and give yourself that space to release. This happens about three times a year. So you'll find that Mercury um, governs our communication, our tech technology. So like back up your computers and just get off social media for like three weeks and you'll be fine. You know, you'll be fine. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) No big deal. But really it's nothing to be feared. It's just a time of release of realization of basically rebirthing yourself, which for me, I love transformation. I head, I go head into transformation, whether it's on in your hair or it's in your heart. And I, I don't want to avoid it. So I use this time as a beautiful opportunity to just check myself. Like, am I doing, are my routines the way that I want them to be? Are the relationships that I'm carrying supporting my growth or have I outgrown them? So it's just really a time for me to kind of, it's like your period. Every month is a time for you to reassess, to release, to relax, full moon, period retrograde. Let's use them as our friend and not our enemy, you know? (laughs) Yeah. How would you say about like, say you're doing well with the retrograde, but the people sitting in your chair who we know as hairdressers, whether we all identify as being empathic or not, we absorb that energy. How do you, what do you recommend people do if they absorb maybe somebody else's unnecessary stresses? Like how do they release that? Yeah, that's a great question. And that I think is year round. I don't think it's just, yeah. The full moons and the retrogrades. First of all, I have a sign on my salon door that says good vibes only. So I'm setting the tone from the beginning. I think it's about um, knowing what you will and will not tolerate for the energy in the environment that you want to be in. And people coming in with their cray is not okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's about managing how far you let them go in the conversation. If someone goes beyond that level of I can hold space for you and it's not affecting my highlight time, (laughs) It's fine. But if you start to get to where this is draining, I don't want to hear this, this go tell someone else, like go tell your therapist, you know what I'm saying? Like when you get to that level where you start to feel yourself be like, for me, I have a little, uh, 
um, crystal in my pocket, some black tourmaline. I find that if my hand starts to go in my pocket and grab that black tourmaline, I'm like, oh, she's too, she's hit the threshold. And now I'm channeling all that energy into this crystal. So for me, when I find myself hitting that threshold of grabbing the crystal and being like, got to get rid of this energy, I just change the conversation. Hey, you know, that really, this is the phrase you're going to use. This is important. Hey, you know what that, that really reminds me of, and then you can talk about fucking chickens. You could talk about your vacation. (laughs) You could talk about anything because they don't know what reminds you of what do you understand? So it's it's a healthy way to change the conversation without being like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to talk about something else. I'll be like, be right back. I got to go make some more, something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Normally it's like going to the bathroom. I'll be right back. I haven't made one. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go. I'm going to take a break. Yeah. But if you come back to that, you're, they're going to be in the same energy state. So you just have to constantly be shifting the conversation. And, um, the other thing that you can do, so that's how you engage with the client. Now, the other thing that you could do internally without them, even knowing grabbing crystals in your bras and stuff like that, is I imagine uh, myself in like a glowing ball of light, minus pink, I'm sure you could tell. And I just imagine this glowing ball of light, it's my protection and all that energy she's coming at me is just bouncing right back off. No, thank you, return to cinder, not mine. And so for (laughs) me, now I can listen to the crazy come out my client's mouth and just keep on and keep on. But you have to set that barrier of intention of, oh, if I absorb it all in, maybe it'll make them feel better. You think you're taking their pain away, but really you're just doubling it because they're not trying to change it. They're just dumping that energy on Mm -hmm. you with no intention to change, which is why I got into coaching. Cause I'm like, if you're going to dump this energy on me, bitch, we're going to change it. We're going to change it right now. So coaching came naturally because I was done with the drama that came with the hair salon. Now, what would you do if you, cause I feel like I might, I, I definitely do this when I'm going through a more anxious time or I have stuff that I'm working through to the best of my ability. I have a hard time. I notoriously have a hard time letting things go. I'm stubborn. I'm a Taurus. I am Irish. I, I just am who I am, but an how Irish do you, oh, an Irish Taurus, <laughs> like hairdresser, <laughs> an Irish Taurus hairdresser. Um, how do you what do you recommend when you're just kind of like, I can't get my mouth to stop moving. How do I get myself to shut up? <laughs> just shut up, girl. Like, <laughs> like, just listen. You want to listen, ask good questions. Yeah. So if you're like word vomiting on your clients and you start to feel that like, oh, they're not paying me for this. Just shift yeah. again, shift conversation, ask a question about them. This, yeah. you know, the, I find this a lot actually in coaching hairdressers is that a lot of the times stylists do dump all their shit and all their drama on their client. And the, a lot of the clients like that. They want to hear about the drama. They want Some of my it. clients are like, oh, I love these stories. You're like, great. Yeah, and you know what? And that for them, give it to them, give it, give yeah. them all the juicy details, but you have to be mindful about the opportunity that we have with each soul that sits in our chair is space mm-hmm. for them to heal space for them to not be mom space for them to not have their name said 1400 times. Like, Hey, 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 can you help me with this? Like, yeah, the salon space is sacred. So I really like to think of it as a vacation for each one of my guests that come in. Like, I don't know what they need other than they need them time, not yeah. me time. Let me tell you about me. Now, a lot of my clients, cause I live a pretty bomb ass life. Do want to ask about my shit and I will tell them, but I always find a way to see how that relates to them. Okay. I went on this cool trip, but like, what are you planning to do for yourself? So it's not just one-sided. So it's always about bringing the conversation back to let them be the star of the show. Cause that's really what it is. We all know we're good at, we're good at our job. We're good at our craft. That's why they're yeah. sitting in here. So we don't have anything yeah. to prove anymore. You know, you do that. Yeah. Through the 
<laughs> yeah. 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 Like, so you talk about coaching and like, this is what you say comes up a lot with your coaching. How did you figure out? I mean, obviously I feel like it's an easy way to figure out that we all need someone to guide us sometimes. How did you figure out that that was going to be your thing? Like that was your gift. Like a lot of stuff we talked about in the last podcast, just because you like something doesn't mean you should do something. How did you figure out that you were worthy of doing it? And it was of value. Yeah. I mean, really it's been an exploration and experimentation my entire life. I I love cake decorating, but let me tell you, that's not the right job for me. I gained (laughs) so much weight so fast. I'm like micing all the time. So yeah, you're right. Like we can have a lot of passions, but not all of them are meant to be um, like what your vocation is. And I wouldn't say your mission, your mission is truly to feel joy. So it's really about picking the thing that lights you up the most. One of the things I teach in my signature self-love program, Shine School, is making a list of the things that light you up. Like what brings you the most joy? And over the last 15 years, I look at all the different careers that I've created from um, the hair salon to photography, to retreats and coaching and online courses and all of that. And I think about what is the underlying theme beneath all of those creative expressions. And for me, it's women empowerment. I love helping people reclaim their power so that they feel confident in who they are. They don't care about what other people think anymore. They feel free in their own skin. And so it's interesting because if you put, if you put them all on paper, they're all kind of different, but the thing that ties it together is that one thing that I'm most passionate about. So how did I get into coaching? I I mentioned earlier, my mom had a a stroke that paralyzed her in 2012. And that sent me on a reflective journey of like, oh shit, I'm following in my hairdresser mom's footsteps, like overweight, overworked, empath, giving too much of myself to everyone else, no fucking boundaries, people pleasing and all the things. It was like very brutal. It was brutal. And so when my mom almost died, I was like, oh shit, I'm doing the same thing. How long is this going to last for me? And that sent me on this inward journey of self-discovery of figuring out who am I and what do I really want to be doing? Like I'm on paper, I'm doing all, all the cool shit. Like I have a good life, but I'm miserable. Like I'm not happy and why? So I had to go on this shadow journey of figuring out why do I have these, um, perfectionist tendencies or why am I trying to people please or why am I looking for approval or validation from other people? Why am I my own worst critic? Why am I beating myself up all the time? So I went on this journey of my own personal transformation and my clients started seeing that. They started seeing the weight come off. They started seeing the joy shine through. They started seeing just like me taking courageous action and changing my business and being like, actually, I'm not going to work on Wednesdays anymore because I'm going to build an online course. What the fuck? Like, I don't know do you like journaling? Okay. No module one. We're putting it in module one, you know? So it was just this, um, sharing and vulnerability of my own personal life with my clients, not in a, Hey, look at me, but like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I like something's changing with you. And so I started sharing like, well, I am only eating alkalizing foods right now, or I'm doing yoga or I'm practicing breath work. And I would just share those different tools and modalities. And one day, one of my clients, Sarah, also a friend from high school, which was interesting, sat down in my chair and she was like, Britt, can I just like hire you to tell me what to do with my morning routine? I was like, you mean not blow dry your hair and like still tell you what to do? Cause I was doing it yeah. anyway. I was just fucking <laughs> blow drying their hair. Uh, she was like, yeah. I'm like, 
okay, sure. No problem. So I like booked her like a haircut and just sat in my salon chair. And I was like, you sit over there this time. Like I want it to be different. And that day right there in my salon suite, I coached her through her morning routine on how to make space for her self-care to make sure she was meal prepping, to move her ass, you know, like to do the basic things. Like we all know what to do. We just need that coach to remind us like, bitch, accountability. Like, are you doing it? Cause we all yeah. know what to do. Right. Um, it's just having that accountability buddy to check in with. And that changed the game for her. She started ch- rising in her career. She started losing weight. She was attracting better partners that weren't narcissists. Well, like, you know, like <laughs> things started changing in her life. Yeah. And then I started noticing all my clients come back. I quit that shitty job. I asked for that hundred that I asked for that six figure raise. I, um, I did that thing. I went on that vacation. I stopped hating myself. I actually like committed to my self-care and journaled. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I suggested that six to eight weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, huh, well, all the change. Like, you're, like you're listening and it's working for you. It's like switching after, them to, from Pantene to a professional product. You're like, see, please, it works, right? Change your life. And so I realized, oh my gosh, the things that I'm talking about or the way that I, and, and I think it's just natural, a, a natural coaching ability. I played sports my entire life. So I've been a coachable student. And I think that's been a huge yes. um, quality to my ability to stay dedicated and focused in running multiple businesses. So I think that's mm-hmm. a massive quality, but I've always, I've always wanted to do that. I wanted to be a volleyball coach when I graduated high school. Isn't that funny? I was going to move to New York, be a fashion designer and coach volleyball in college. <laughs> like. <laughs> crazy, right? Crazy. So I don't, I don't see it for, for who I know you to be now. No, man, they did not accept people with tattoos and pink hair back then. So we're breaking the social norms now. So that happened today, but that was what I love to coach. I love to help people. It's just like who I'm naturally born to be. It's like what I incarnated on this planet to do paired with years of studying and learning and bettering myself. So it's personal experimentation that has been successful that I've shared with other people that's been successful. So it's tried and true, not just in my own personal life, which is easy to be like, well, it worked for me. Of course it's going to work for you. It's not just a simple like step-by-step plan, like, hey, do these five things and your life will change. It's really about getting to reclaim your power so that you are in control and know that there's nothing outside of yourself and no one outside of yourself that has that wisdom that you don't already know inside. We're just there to remind you. So I'm different in that. Yes, I'm coaching, but what I'm, my overall goal is not to just get you to your goal, but to get you to yourself, to come home to yourself so that you never feel like you need anything else outside of yourself. Um, and you have all that power within. I feel like I'm getting a personalized coaching session right now, but so how are your numbers? I know. So, so, <laughs> so is this, so from this, did, is that how you, you transformed and you created the elevated life club, right? You yes. do that with your husband or was that you first? And then, or did, was it a thing you kind of grew together? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So when I met Chris, I had just started beauty school and he was a very successful real estate investor. And he was the, he was, I got to throw out some props to Chris because he was the one that helped me to understand um, being in a service-based business, not just being an artist, because I was an artist through and through fucking just do the hair and it's great. But like booking, like, how do you get clients marketing? Like what, what do you what? like? Just let me do the hair, but people don't just show up, especially in the beginning yes. when you go straight from licensing tests to, I own my own suite. And that was my path. I didn't, wow. I, I tried to go be an apprentice, but no one would hire me. I oh, had no. blue hair and they didn't like it. 
you know, I'm telling you, I was breaking the norms back then. I'm, I'm, yeah. I've been holding strong to being a crazy haired <laughs> tattooed uh, gal. And it's well, now really, you're one of many. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you, it's changing yeah. the game and, I, and I'm just going to hold strong to who I am. But um, yeah, so I was in beauty school and he was in real estate and we kept saying like, we need to work with each other. Like we're really good together. Like maybe I should do real estate. So I did one full day of real estate with him and was like, nope, that's not for me. And he even start, he even applied to beauty school and was like going to go. Cause he was sitting up, up with me every day at beauty school. He'd, he'd leave work, come hang out with me literally it was the worst beauty school of all time. So I needed to be entertained. You know, I was just getting the paper. That's all I needed at this yeah, point. Yeah. We won't, we won't name drop on them. Um, so I was getting the paper. I was hanging out with Chris all the time. Wasn't going to do real estate. And then he got in a motorcycle accident that almost killed him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can you stop trying to kill the people I love and make all these, you know, like I'm thankful for the changes that come from it, but he um, almost died in a motorcycle accident. He was bedridden for a solid month. And I brought all my hair clients to the house and So Chris decided at that point that he was done with real estate. He's like, wow, someone actually cares about me enough to stay home and like take care of me and do her clients out of the fucking bathroom and the kitchen. Like it was, it was, you know, we just do what we got to do. And that's, you got to get scrappy in life, you know, you just got to deal with what life hands you. He made that decision that he was not going to go back to real estate. And I tell you what, he never left the salon actually about three years into it. I was like, you need to go home. Like I, I, like you got to go home. Like, I need like, you to go like, I, I gotta do this myself. Like, yeah. Do something. And that was when we were like, <laughs> you know, we case. really are meant to work together. We're meant to do something together. And it wasn't until that near death experience that my mom had followed shortly after that by our own personal near death experience on, on a trip to Colorado, um, on a mountain, Chris and I came back to, um, this, to go see a psychic. I'm like, what is happening in my life? Like things are talking to me. I'm hearing shit. She's like, honey, are yeah. you intuitive? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like what's happening to me. And I was so blown away by what she said to me that I brought Chris back the next month. And I told her that we had been kicking around this idea of this thing called the elevated life. And she goes, well, let me do the numerology on it. And so she puts down the elevated life and does the numerology. And she goes, number 11. Uh, yeah, this is a really good, this, this is, this is the right name for you guys. And what I later learned is that Chris and I are both life path number 11. So not only are we both spiritual teachers of radical enlightenment, so is the, the name itself, the elevated life. And so I, he had helped me a lot in my business in, in hair. And that was a natural transition to go, well, I think we're meant to do something together. And people keep bringing journals to our house and taking notes when we're talking about all the changes that we're making in our life. Maybe we're meant to teach like this mindset stuff and share the, the personal tools that have helped us to transform. And that's essentially how the elevated life was born. That's amazing. I mean, I, I look at it and like, I, I feel like I have too much. I mean, people laugh at me when I said I started a podcast because they're like, oh, and all of your spare time. But I, I have been looking into your elevated life and then your goddess retreat. I'm just like, how can I leave my kids and my husband for six days? Do. Go to Please. this. It'll, it'll, you'll, you'll be a better mom. Do Believe it. me, I want to do it really bad. Like my husband hears this. I'm going to Colorado by myself. Um, well, with me and I don't know how many of my newest, closest friends that they will all become. Um, but your elevated life, it's like, there's so much, like the minute I met you, I was very just drawn to you and your husband. Like you just have very good energies. You just pull people in. You're one of those people, like, like people collectors. You're just like, no, come in here. Like, we'll, we'll take care of you, you know? And everything about your whole elevated life club, it just seems so spot on with so many things that so many of us need, you know? 
Thank you so much. And you know, it's so interesting because when we started this, it started as uh, every Friday we were doing Facebook live videos because all the marketing guys were like, Facebook live is the new brand new thing. You got to get on it. This is way before the TikToks and all that. I'm getting lazy with that. I'm like, oh, you want me to edit it? I don't want to do all that. So (laughs) uh, we did, we were like, okay, let's challenge ourselves. Let's go live every Friday and just we'll call it the elevated life and we'll share like tricks. So we did that for a little over a year and the people that were showing up every Friday was consistent. They're like, I want to know more. Okay. You told me like how to be VIP everywhere I go, but like, and overcome my anxiety, but like, how do I do that more? Like I want more. Yeah. So we were like, huh, well, maybe we should like do like a monthly club where we talk about classes and we teach this yoga and meditation stuff. And we started the elevated life over five years ago. And I tell you what, even today I'm like, are people, hello, ding, ding, ding. Is anyone here? Like are people just want to be entertained and not in life. So what I share that I share that with you, because I want you to start now. I'm glad you started your podcast. I get the whole balancing like 95 things. in yeah. life. <laughs> However, I chose not to have children. So I don't know how yeah. you're going to do it all. But um, I want to share that with you because so many people think, oh, well, someone's already done it. Or will people even care? We started the elevated life when there was no one on the other side. And we just thought mm-hmm. this is the message we feel called to share and whether people pick it up or not, like, okay. And there's been yeah. so many times starting the podcast in 2020. I'm like, oh shit, we need to, we need to pivot. Things need to change. People need more of this, like help. What do we do? Every single step of the way we have asked, does this, does this even matter? Is this even impacting anybody? Is anyone even listening? Yeah. So you're going to have those thoughts as they come up, as you're sharing this wisdom. But I will say having this conversation with you, it matters. People care. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That wisdom that you leave behind is going to make a difference, whether it's right now when you start it, like I'm doing it today. Will I see the after effects? Mm, I don't know. Your mic is cool. That's fun. You know what I mean? But <laughs> in one year's time in five years time and 10 years time, can you imagine the conversations that we have in 10 years after oh my gosh. being dedicated to that mission and sharing that message? So yeah. I'm always trying to get people to come back home to what is that thing that truly lights you up? Because I want you to dedicate your life to it. I want you to dedicate your entire being and whole mission, not just like, okay, well for the next year, I guess I'll do this project. That sounds fun. And then I'm over it. I want you to find, I want you to cultivate a life that is your lifelong project that you're working towards uncovering more of who you are. How can you be of service, but also have balance and not overgive and burn out. Like it's a delicate, Mm -hmm. ever-changing experience the thing that people get caught up with when I see them like hire me for their spiritual awakening coaches, there's no fucking end destination y'all. Okay. You're not going to get to the like arc Noah's Ark and be like, I made it. I'm here. I can fucking chill. You can, <laughs> you'll chill, but there's always still work. There's always Absolutely. still work. Yeah. So you can do the work while chill. And that's the freedom you'll find in this journey, but there's always work. It never ends. Yeah. I feel like that's the whole same mindset can apply to so many things. I mean, having kids for me taught me that, okay, you're like, all right, the hardest age was six months because they started to crawl and then like things start to get dangerous. And you're like, okay, well now we're at one. Now we're in the terrible twos. Now we're at threes. And then I decided to do it again um, <laughs> and have another one. So it, you're everything. It's like, it's just this journey of having, like you're teaching these little people how to be people and you're trying to figure out how to do it well. It's like, I don't know, having kids taught me that it, nothing's a quick fix. There's no diet pill for losing weight. It is a lifestyle choice. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. Consistent commitment every day. 
you know, you bring up something interesting because I had a client, I was saying to her, you know, you go through the terrible twos and the three major and like kids have these noticeable stages yes. as a parent, as, as a non-parent, she brought up something to me that I was like, Oh, boom, it hit me. She goes, yeah. And so do parents. Yeah. Go through stages of yeah. what it's like to how you parent, how you've all the fucking fear mm -hmm. you're holding on to like, please don't mm -hmm. die child. You know, like, yeah thing that comes along with it. So it is important to recognize that it is always a constant evolution and change of the stage that you're in. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, <laughs> so much. Yes. Uh, kids test you and they, you, you have to learn from them and you have to step back, really think about what you're supposed to be learning in this moment, because I'm not super religious, but I believe in a, a higher everything, um, that, there's someone who is giving you these challenges and being like uh, some, you know, I call some kids payback kids. And my, my son is me and he is my payback. He is stubborn. He talks back. <laughs> he is very headstrong and it teaches me to how to maybe not be like that in my adult life, because I see how annoying it is <laughs> and challenging it can be as the parent of this small human. Right. But I mean, it all goes with so much stuff. Like you try to be like, okay, I'm going to be the calm parent. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to do these things. I feel like you have to understand that you might lose your cool, which in mindset of making sure that you're, you're happy with yourself and all of those things, all of that, it's the same thing. It's just the different category into which it falls. If any of that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. think it's beautiful that you're recognizing the reflection in that relationship. All of our relationships are a reflection of us. So the mm -hmm. challenging relationships that you have with people where you're like, oh, I don't like this thing about them is it's, typically it's the you. thing you yeah. don't yeah. like. Yeah. Yes. And the thing that you're inspired by and motivated mm -hmm. by um, is also within you. And so when people get yeah. to the phase of like, especially the social media, like fucking creeping on people and comparing like the thing that you're inspired by, by that influencer or that person or whatever is the thing that is the quality that is within you that is lying dormant. And when you feel that quote, I hate this word, but people use it jealousy. It's mm -hmm. not because they have it and you can't, there's like some special code access that they got and you didn't. It's that you're not giving yourself permission to step into that mm -hmm. power and own that part of yourself. So yeah. I, I love using my re relationships as a way yeah. to check in on myself. Like, Ooh, if I'm annoyed by that right now, like, am I being that? Like, am I? Yeah. So there's a lot of times where I'll ask myself, like, is this, are they really all reflections or like, is this a special scenario? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Believe me, I say all the time. I'm just like, man, that person out talked me. I'm like, oh man, how many people have I out talked? Like, you know, mm. and that is something. Cause Girl, that's just something. Shut the fuck up. Right. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Here I am hosting a podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys talk more than me though. But it's so, it's so aligned though. That's the thing. Like if you like to talk, there's this yeah. great called Seth speaks and it's a channel book. And the best line that I took away from it, he said, once a speaker, always a speaker. So mm -hmm. if you're someone who likes to use your voice to communicate, yeah. you know, like some people like to write, some people like to paint and draw and sing and cook. But if you're mm -hmm. a speaker, like own that, own yeah. that. Own yeah. That. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do now. It took me into my thirties to love that about me. Yes. It's entertaining. My clients like it. So yeah. yep. my friends like it. I'm not friendless, childless, spouseless. I'm not like a man on an Island. So somebody likes it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> right. I 
I asked my grandmother on their, I think it was like their 55th or 60th wedding anniversary. I did an interview of both of them. And I asked, um, you know, something about like, would you go back and change anything about yourself? And she goes, well, he's still with me. So I can't be that bad. Yeah. Well, maybe you're just used to suffering. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I love her to death, but it's just so, it's so funny, you know, like, yeah, yeah we're not for everyone. And actually on a call today with someone, she was like, I just want to go back to my old job and just prove to them that I can do that. I'm the leader. I'm like, girl, if I went back and tried to prove myself and to get people to stop talking shit about me, I would be back in seventh grade and, and exhausted because that would be a lot of people for a long time in my life. So we can't worry about what people are thinking about us. It's about what we think about ourselves. And when we Mm -hmm. lay our head on the pillow at night in peace, knowing that we did our best and we're going to try again tomorrow and let go of what we sucked at. Yeah. That's a good mark for me. That's a mark. of a Yeah. Good mark, you know? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with that. I say all the time, I have a lot of, since opening a salon in my childhood home, I have a lot of childhood friends and even acquaintances that now have become adult friends who are now my clients. So, and I say, they're like, you know, they, they compliment me on my personality, which is funny because I was not this, or maybe I was this, but not as refined. I don't know. I still don't think I'm refined. I'm more refined than I was when I was maybe in middle school, high school. No, it never (laughs) ends. It is always a work in progress. But, um, I said, I'm like, man, if I would know and have this personal strength and boundaries and respect for myself, I would have taken over high school. I would have run it or everyone would have hated me. Right. But I was a crazy people pleaser did whatever I could just to be liked by the masses. But then it was like, you go home and you just, I didn't feel good about anything. I didn't, you know, I didn't feel good about it. And it was a tough time, middle school, high school, figuring out who am I, who do I need to be? Who should I be? Who do I want? All these things. And then it's like, you aren't true to yourself, but so it's like, now I am true to myself. Now I like me. I say that all the time. I like me. I don't care if you don't like me. I like me. So man, if I could have had that, when I then, right. Because taking over the world. Oh, it's so true. Right? And that's but you things. can't, you can't. Cause that brought me here and now I am here. And I'm thankful to say that I have the rest of my life to live here. Yeah. You yeah. needed that contrast and that challenge so that you could rise to the occasion, but damn, does that suffering like suck when it happened? Oh, yes. But so hard. I, that's exactly why I yeah. created school, my online course of self-discovery so that you can reclaim that power that we left in seventh grade when they called you a whore. You know what I'm saying? This is my yeah. own personal story. Yeah. Own personal story. So I, I just um, got called a bitch. I think, I don't know. Or well, loser. that was know. in there too, girl. That was in know. there too. Actually, my nickname was bitchney. Okay. Like give me, a, give <laughs> well, Brittany, Brittany is a name. I can say that there are some people growing up that I didn't like a Brittany, you know? <laughs> Well, now that's why I go by Brit. <laughs> Shorten it down. Yeah, no, we're not. None of that. None of that. Itch me. No, no, ma'am. Like yeah, everyone hates Britney Spears right now because of, I don't know, some body shaming. So, I mean, you were wise oh. to go by Brit. <laughs> you know, I went to Iceland. Everyone's like Britney Spears. I'm like, no, like no. there's more than one Britney. Hard pass. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brittany Mitch, <laughs> but no, it is true. Like all the things that we needed when we were younger is like what I'm on mission and why yeah. I think I chose not to have part of the reason I've got some past life regressions I can tell you about, but of part course. of the reason why I chose not to have children is so that I could go back and help heal that inner child that we all kind of like left in the dust. Like, sorry, you hurt. I don't know what to tell you. I want to be able to provide tools so that you can reclaim your power so that you aren't labeling yourself or, or letting other people define your worth. And that is what we're seeing time and time again, that is the cause of 
everyone doubting themselves, everyone procrastinating, everyone second guessing, like, am I, what am I here for? Like, are you, are you kidding? Like, what? <laughs> like, you know exactly what you are because I listen to women tell me all the time across the screen, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I've been thinking, I want to start this program and like help children and plant trees. And I want to go to Africa and do this thing and help and da, 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 da. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know what I'm meant to do. Like, oh, yeah. you don't all that, that thing that you just told me that no one else is saying they want to do, but you don't know if that's what you're meant for. We know so deeply, like what we're meant for. And the more you say, I don't know, the more, you know, that it's a big mission that you are mm -hmm. truly here to fulfill. Yeah. We try to just like, Chris told me yeah. one time, I was getting ready for work. And he walked in the bathroom and he goes, babe, I just had a vision of you. I'm like, tell me, tell me. And he was like, I saw you on stage, like empowering all these women. And I yelled at him and I was like, no, I am a hairdresser. Not my thing. I am not going to do that. Um, well, you saw me on stage sharing, you know, like, yep. well, thanks for the vision. What else do you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, what's, what's next? <laughs> we resist. Yeah. That thing that you're resisting, that people come to you that you're naturally good at, that you don't even realize that you're naturally good at it. Like, that's your thing, girl. That's your thing. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, when, when I was younger, I wanted to be a makeup artist. You know, I didn't, my hair was pinned straight and I had an ugly bob. So like, I'd never thought of hair as being what it is today, but so I, but I went through when, you know, maybe middle school, learning how to do makeup, things like that. And I had a family member tell me, oh, you don't want to be a, you don't want to be a makeup artist. They don't make any money. Nobody respects them. And unfortunately I listened to that person. I let those, my, I've come from a very opinionated family and I appreciate their opinions. Now I love standing up to said opinions and having proved them wrong because you know, that is the luxury of being from a big family, but, <laughs> um, it's sad that I listened to them. And then it's, it's like, no, I was, I was drawn to it. So when I got laid off from my job in 2011 and I bounced around at jobs and I was in a bad relationship, but then it ended. And then I was like on unemployment. I went back to bartending and I, I couldn't get the job I wanted of what I thought I wanted in the, in the career I was in. And I kept getting these other jobs, which are fine. You know, you had to make money. Right. But then it just never felt good. Right. And then I just had, I got, I got drunk with my friends, my 29th birthday and my best friend drunkenly looked at me because you should do this for a living. And here we are. And <laughs> nine years later, I, this is everything I always wanted when I was in middle school. And now I'm, I'm, dr I was drawn to it. It was a destiny that no matter what anybody said, no matter what I thought I was supposed to do, I ended up here anyway, you know, it's that. That's divine universe stuff. That's why you just got to like fucking chill, like let yeah. go of the reins of control, like totally trauma response to things like painful things that happen in childhood, totally yeah. normal yeah. and understandable. Yeah. But now that we recognize it, awareness is that first key to change. So when we're aware that we're like control freaks, hanging on to yeah. everything, then we can just like, someone asked me this week, like, well, how, I know you keep just telling me to be and to trust, but how the fuck do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it starts with one small, trusting, loving act at a time. Like your confidence mm -hmm. doesn't build overnight. Neither, neither does your trust in yourself and that higher divine, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is one small leap of faith at a time. Not one big mm -hmm. one. Like, oh, I'm just going to throw this out there and start there. Like, no, yeah. you start like with one lap when you want to run a marathon, like you don't start with all 26 miles. So yes. <laughs> when you're like, I don't know how to let go of control. You start by just taking small baby steps of that kind of trust and surrender. For example, yeah. 
one of the things that I had recommended to her, her walls are up real high, closing out the receiving, blocking out all the love, the partners, the friendships, the jobs, everything that she's asking for. And I said, well, why don't you just try net going to a networking, like some kind of event and giving yourself permission to let your guard go down and enter in with your guard down, like totally just I'm comfortable with myself, just practice just yeah. practice because you don't know these people. You can never go back if it's fine. And so, although that seems like, well, what the hell is that? That seems silly. I remember standing in line at Trader Joe's and my spiritual awakening like throws. And I remember hearing myself ask, what would kind person do right now? I was trying to switch out of bitchney mode into what was a, what does a kind person do? And I heard by that lady, like the, we were at Trader Joe's and it was fall time, which is like now. And my yearly tradition is to go buy all the cinnamon scented, everything, um, the fucking pine cones, the be some brooms and all of that. Well, the woman behind me had a be some cinnamon broom in her hand. And so did I, and I was buying like a hundred of them. And I'm like, hmm, I'm going to buy her broom. She's just standing there with one broom. And so I told the lady, Hey, ring up an extra one. And she's like, okay. So she rings up an extra one. And I turned around to the lady. I was like, I got yours. No worries. Happy fall. And she was like, Oh my God, you are so nice. I was like, nailed it there it is I'm nice I'm a nice person because you can reinvent yourself you don't have to be that same bitch from high school or the same labeled whore you can literally walk into Trader Joe's be a new version of yourself today (laughs) or the Starbucks line Dunkin Donuts what are those the the thing any of them them that have the basic pumpkin flavored whatever love it (laughs) do it it's like everyone start the trend start the trend that's amazing I love that. I mean, and now, now you have me thinking about going to Trader Joe's to buy whatever the cinnamon broomstick you're talking yeah, about. You, you need it. Change, I mean, <laughs> change the game. <laughs> They're like, I love pumpkins. Um, all right. So, so I want to circle back to one thing because we talked about it. I didn't even know this. I, I didn't really know you until I met you in July, but in person in July, <laughs> but you, I didn't know. And you touched on it here a little bit that you are an intuitive person. And, you know, my terminology, I only ever understood people with that ability to be called mediums or psychics. Right. And it's like, you call it more of like, it's an intuition. And I feel like hairdressers, a lot of us are empaths. I identify as being an empath. Um, I can just, I can sense people's energy, good or bad or whatever, anything. Um, how did you discover that about yourself? Now you said you were with a psychic or you got a reading, right? And then how did you explore that and master that? Because the reading you gave to me obviously had me crying because it was a past family member and, you know, miscarrying and you brought that kind of stuff up. And that was, it's crazy how that, I don't know, three minute conversation we had out of our three hours, that was such an impactful thing that you said to me. And it gave me this crazy release Mm -hmm. that it's like, just read me all the time, right? (laughs) Release all of my things. But how did you discover that about yourself and really embrace it? Yeah. So two things. One, I call myself intuitive now because the label medium and psychic, when I came out of the closet 10 years ago was terrifying to people, especially being in Texas. You know what I mean? So I lost a lot of clients and friends being like, Hey, your grandma, I'm a medium. I don't know, like have a message for you, which was great because I needed that um, confidence in myself to be like, Oh, did I just scare them? Cause I'm making, I'm crazy. Or was it, did I scare them off? Cause I, they know I'm right. You know? So it took, well, you, 
Yeah, you asked me. You said, "May I?" Yeah. You know? Now, now I got. Now we got rules. <laughs> yeah. Rules. Um. So yes. Um. I call myself intuitive because it's just easier for people to digest. Psychic mediumship, girl. I'm talking to your past loved ones. I can see your aura. I can hear your thoughts, which is really annoying. Um, if you've ever watched True Blood and Anna, the main character, she can hear everyone's thoughts. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not the only one. <laughs> like, holy shit. That was like a big, like, I didn't really know it that I was knowing that at the time. But now I look yeah. back and I'm like, that gave me like almost a sense of like, this isn't just made up like in the books. Like, this really is happening. This, like, this shit is going down. <laughs> So, uh, 2012 had a near death experience and my inner voice kept saying, this is not a road, turn around. I'm like, shut up. The GPS says we're going this way. And the whole time she kept saying, turn around, babe, this isn't a road, turn around, turn around. So I remember leaving Colorado and thinking, man, there's a lesson to be learned in all this. Like we almost just died. Like what just happened? I was talking to myself. Like I even was praying to like a higher spirit. Like, I know you, I know you, I kept saying, I know you can hear me. I know you're out there. And like, I grew up religious. My dad was a Christian preacher. Um, and when I met Chris, he was like, but like, what, why do you believe that? And he started asking Mm -hmm. questions that poked a lot of holes in things that I didn't even know why I was blindly believing. So I went on my own journey of figuring out what is that for me? Um, and going to the psychic, after saying, I, there's a lesson to be learned. There's a lesson to be learned. Chris and I were, um, CrossFit coaches at the time and we were paleo and this we've been done t- so much. Oh my Lord. 20,000 lifetimes, 20,000 CrossFit lifetimes. coaches. Now that is out of CrossFit left field. Competitors, CrossFit coaches. And we were paleo at the time. And we were like in the, now you're a vegan. Now I'm 10 years vegan. Now, 10 years vegan. So we were pioneering like this paleo yeah. CrossFit when it just started becoming a thing. So I was like, we're going to make a plant or we're going to make a paleo cookbook. So we had got back from Colorado after I I'm telling, we're all over the board. So I'm like, I am going to make a paleo cookbook and I'm going to go to Barnes and Noble and I'm going to see if there's anyone that's done it yet. So I go to Barnes and Noble. I'm looking in the recipe section. There's really nothing out there. I'm like, there's a market. Like we're going to create this thing. It's going to be great. And then I hear the phrase turn around. It's like, God, God. That just almost, I almost just died when I heard that. So like, I'm going to turn around now I'm listening. Cause I made a vow that night on that mountain. I was like, I promise to listen to that inner voice or whatever that intuition was. Cause it literally just saved my life, but I almost just died. And what the fuck is going on? So I heard mm-hmm. turn around again. I was like, damn it. So I turned around and I'll be damned. It's the spiritual woo woo section of Barnes and Noble. And I'm immediately drawn to this rainbow book. So I pulled the book off the shelf and it's called trust your vibes by Sonia Choquette. All right. So I open it up and there's a questionnaire in there. 77 questions of, are you intuitive girl? I scored the highest score you could get on there. And I was like, I threw the book on the ground and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like something's happening to me and I'm not really sure. Now I look back and I realize my entire life I've known, I've felt, I've picked up energy. I became so overweight because there was so much anger in my household that I was trying to protect myself from it as a child, not knowing that it wasn't my energy that I was holding on to. Um, and so, wow, that's this- a really great perspective girl. It's not yours. Let like, it go. My God, like, let, it go. let it go. It's not, yeah. like seriously. Yeah. So I'm like, 
I got to buy this book. This is insane. What is happening to me? So I started devouring books on intuition, psychic abilities. Things just started naturally occurring and unfolding signs, messages, angel numbers. Like it just wouldn't stop. So I just made that commitment. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm going to figure it out. And I will say the more I know now, the more I realize nobody has a fucking clue. And that's the beautiful part of how deep this rabbit hole really goes. So although I, um, in three minutes can, you know, pick up some really powerful things that will help you heal and transform. That's literally my mission is to help lighten that load and, and birth courage in people. Um, it it's been a 100% focused, dedicated, like mission. I mean, I buy every book I can on psychic abilities. I've taken psychic mediumship trainings. My 28th birthday, I was in call again in Colorado. I keep going back there. It kills me, tries to kill me every time. I'm telling you what, Oh no. You're having your um, but, retreat there. But that, girl, that's why I go back because okay. it's challenging. You know, you gotta, I told you, I don't walk away from my shadows. I walk into the transformation and the challenge full on. And so, um, yeah, I went back to Colorado and I was at this uh, farmer's market and I saw a tarot reader there. So I was like, oh my God, tarot reading, I want to do it. I, and I was reading for myself that. At, Wait, at is that me. how you say it? It's not tarot, it's tarot. Okay, so everyone in the world says tarot, but me apparently. Oh, <laughs> tomato tomato i don't give a shit it's i just thought you were giving us all just like blowing our minds at that i mean maybe (laughs) maybe you just never know you gotta you're drawn to the correct way of saying yeah people give me a hard time i don't give a shit it just feels right so (laughs) tarot tarot you whatever cards the cards well there's like semi-permanent like some people people say semi or semi yeah, exactly. And like yeah. people in Canada, Whatever. they're just, they're all wrong. Like yes. process, process, really? Like, give me <laughs> so anyway, um, I was waiting for this tarot reader and an astrologer that was in the same tent was like, well, she's busy right now. Would you like a reading with me? I'm like an astrologer. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like I'm yeah. a Libra. Okay. So I sat down and she was like, honey, she's looking at my chart. She was like, Ooh, you're a double Pisces. You need to be studying higher learning, like higher spiritual learning. I was like, well, my husband just bought me a book and a course on mediumship. And she's like, yes, that that's it. Like, that's what you're meant to do. And the, the first time I went to go see the psychic in my hometown, she said to me, honey, you have the gift, buy yourself some, buy yourself some tarot cards and start practicing. So it's these wise, spiritual, older lady teachers coming in, planting these seeds of like, you do have this gift. You are, you are magical and we're all magical. We're all intuitive. We all have this gift. So I am not some special, like no one can be like this unicorn over here. Like it just takes a lot of work and practice and you can get there, but we all have that spiritual ability to be able to tap in and connect to that wisdom and inner knowing. And so I have just dedicated thousands of hours and lifetimes. Let's get real to be at this elevated awareness, um, to be able to tap into spiritual gifts that we all have, but I'm just here to be that teacher. So of course they have to be developed to a certain degree so that I can turn around and give those gifts to Mm -hmm. other people. So I'm constantly, I even just said, yeah, I even just gave them like, okay, I'm ready to fine tune my skills and do some more work. And I'm over here doing pretty cool shit. And I'm like, I know there's more. So for me, that that means I have to clear my channel. I have to make sure that I'm not eating processed food. I have to make sure that I'm drinking plenty of water and not surrounding myself with negative energy or watching fucking Jersey shore on TV. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have to make sure my channel is clear so that I can receive more information. That's really what psychic abilities is. It's receiving information faster than what you can um, perceive with the senses. Wow. It's wild. Should it's we really do part cool. two? <laughs> right? I know. I know. 
Well, let me ask you my fine. Well, I have two questions. Like yeah. my last question that is direct to you and what you do. Tell us about your goddess retreat because you have a, you have your posts and there, there's a lot of information there. And I've, I've deep dove through it because I'm just kind of, you know, when I get drawn to something, I it's, it's April 23rd of 2023. I mean, I love the numbers as well, but my birthday is April 21st. So I'm like, well, I could do this for my family. Actually, the last day of the retreat is April 21st. So we would be wait. Why, then where am I getting the 20 minute? I'm just getting the 23rd from the year 23. I think it must be, it ends on the 21st. So it would end oh on your birthday. Yes, goodness. you're coming you're coming so everyone I mean it's at Copper Mountain like (laughs) in Colorado if I could pick anywhere to live that was land bound because I like being by a coast it would be Colorado hands down yep I absolutely agree every time I go there my soul up levels in the deepest kind of ways last time we were there hiking a mountain I fell I fell off the mountain I went straight down and Chris is like when we went to go hike up in Glacier this last month Chris was like so nervous the whole time. I'm like, I'm staying away from the edge, babe. I got it. I've learned from my lesson. So check Colorado challenges me all the time. Partly why I like to go there. Also weed. Let's be real. I hosted my, <laughs> I hosted my first retreat in Florida and everyone's like busting out all the things I'm like, so should we just go to Colorado? Everyone's like, yeah. So Colorado, many reasons why it's a beautiful place. And we're up at 10,000 feet in the mountains in a ski resort. So there you're literally in, like you walk out on the back patio and all you can see is 360 degrees, snow covered mountains. There's something that something that happens to your soul when you're up there in those higher elevations. So, um, the work that was created at the retreat really was a culmination of all the healing modalities that I use through um, hypnosis work, through yoga, through breath work, through journaling, inner child healing. It was basically like all of the chakra healing that I was doing in my own personal life. I started using it in my coaching program. I started sharing it with more people. And it, again, it proved to be extremely effective. So I started hosting. I felt like I was the only weirdo in my area. I'm like, I need, I need to bring my weirdos together. I've got all these amazing and clients who feel alone. They don't feel, they feel misunderstood. They don't feel seen or, you know, all the things. So I'm really into the moon. And I started hosting these full moon goddess gatherings. I'm like, I'm going to bring all the women together. We're going to do some release rituals and some meditation and just like connect community, find new people to hang out with. So for years, every full moon and new moon, there's two in a month, by the way. So two times a year, two times a month, every year for two years, I hosted these women's gatherings. And the transformation that I saw in just the three short hours that we do these rituals from healing back pain to releasing mom, mama trauma, to watching a woman who was in her sixties with cancer, come in, in a walker and a wheelchair and not be able to move at the end of it. She got the fuck up out of her chair and walked out the front door on her own. And her daughter screaming, mom, wait, where are you? Wait, your walker. Everyone's like your walker. And I'm not, I mean, I am not saying I am some like religious, like, Oh, like healing some things, like whatever, <laughs> but she was going down. I had a 17 year old high school student come with her mom. And she said at the last goddess gathering, I opened up and shared how I don't love myself and people judge me. And I have all these warts on my hand that I'm embarrassed about. She came back the next month and she put her hands up and said, they're gone. I wrote that. I wrote that I wanted to release that embarrassment and it's gone. I'm like, Oh my God. So like shit was blowing my mind, you know, and the level of vulnerability and connection that was happening with the women. I'm like, 
I want to do this more. I want more of this. And I am a high class hippie. So I love luxury travel. I love to go to bougie, naturey, sexy places. So I thought, why not create this retreat experience, basically take the goddess gathering magic and extend it over a week's period and provide the space for women to come to heal, to find themselves, to disconnect from all their normal, like conditioned, like I had one woman come literally, she signed up 24 hours before it started. She came to one of my goddess gatherings with her daughter and she was from my local town. Doesn't know me from anything else left or right. That was a one-time experience only And 24 hours before I'm driving to go to Colorado. She's like, I'm coming. I'm like, I have one spot left. You're coming. You're it's for you. Like you're meant to come. So she came. And what I saw in that experience was that she is not who she is at home because her, her partner is too dominating too controlling, too not comfortable with her fullness, her full goddess expression. I watched her as a 40-year-old mother come out of her shell, reclaim her power, take her top off and shake her tillies to the world and feel free. She says, I feel like my college me again, like when I was me. And so I want to create space for that, for women to come and find who they are to reclaim that power and to have the tools. That's the thing. Everyone walks away with so many tools to reclaim their power, to heal their anger, to deal with anxiety when it comes up. They have actual tangible breath works or this practice or this mindset shift or this little trick Mm -hmm. that they pick up from the retreat. So it's about gaining the tools you need to move into the world as you up-level and grow your light and share your gifts with the world. But it's also about connecting with people that truly love and support you. The friendships that come from these retreats are like a dream. It's like what I wanted when I was younger. I wanted to go to that cool slumber party with the pizza and the this and this and the facials and let's do each other's hair, which is great. Yes. It's called the goddess. I was never at them. (laughs) Well, me either. And that's why I was like, uh, is this just in the movies or can we do this for real? So real. And this will be our sixth retreat, um, upcoming next year. And it's just really, I had a vision at one of my goddess gatherings. I, when I was a young girl, I would put all my toys in a row in a semicircle in my backyard. I'd line everything up and my dad would come out and be like, what are you doing, babe? And I would say, I'm having a party. I'm having a party. And what I realized I was sitting there watching all these women staring up at me, like fucking on stage and bullshit that Chris called out looking at me and like, just like, Ooh, and I'm looking at them and they're all semicircled up. And I'm like, I'm having a party. I literally said out loud, I'm having a party. Like, oh my God, like this was what I've always wanted to do as a child is bring women together, create amazing bomb ass experiences that change their life and give them the tools to walk away. How many times have we gone on vacation and gone back to the same fucking routine? You can't go back to the mold that you were constrained in once you've had a taste of what it feels like to be free and supported by other people. So all that to be said, weed, women, fucking making magic in Colorado. (laughs) I absolutely, I like, I love, 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 love it. All right. My last question, which I'll be honestly, I'm curious to see if you even have one, but what is your favorite unpopular opinion, beauty industry or otherwise anything can be anything. One person went for Beyonce. Yeah, girl, you don't have to serve everyone. You can choose your ideal client and like, just do that. If you just want to do pink highlights on the left side of someone's hair, you don't have to say yes to the grays anymore. If we're talking about the hair industry, get clear on who you want to spend your time with. 
your clients are not just paying you, your clients are sharing your life experience with you. At the end of your life, you're going to look back and realize like, I just spent 77 hours with fucking Jane and she sucked my energy dry for what? A haircut price? For yeah, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. So protect your energy. Uh, say no faster. Um, yeah. And well, yeah. Yeah. I guess it would be like, you can say no. Yeah. You can say no and fire Mm -hmm. fast, higher, slow, fire fast. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Somebody else was just talking about that. And that is such a statement that sometimes you don't realize you're doing it and you're like, oh no. And that's just trusting your instincts, you know? Yeah. This person's not doing good for me. One of the things that I shared um, at Hair Love Retreat last year that I think was a really big takeaway, and it's the philosophy, the foundation of the elevated life. It's a seven or above rule. So anything in your life, you can rate on a scale of one to 10, one being absolutely no thank you, 10 being more of this, please. And anything less than a seven, you don't have to do. You can delegate, you can say no. So one of the things when I'm coaching a stylist specifically is pull up your client list and give them a seven or above. Do you have any clients that are on your list right now that aren't a seven or above? They walk in the, if you look at if their name pops up on the calendar, do you cringe? That's how you know mm-hmm. if it's a seven or above or not. You don't even need the analytical scale. Does your yeah. body give you a visceral cringy experience when you look at your client's name? If the answer is yes, they've got to go. There mm-hmm. are so many other amazing people that want your time and energy that want to value you. And, um, they're just like dying to get into your chair, but there's no space because you're holding it for people that aren't aligned with you anymore. So yeah. I know we love Jane, but sometimes she got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even the person. Sometimes it could just be the service sometimes, or the service on that person. Maybe it yep. takes longer. Maybe it, you just don't get anything out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And Uh, That's what I say. I'm like, I have no problem just covering grace. I absolutely adore those clients. I don't have the time to accept new ones, but those clients I'm like, no, I'm like, I'll blow dry your hair forever because I love you so much. And me making that smile on your face fulfills the heck out of me. So I'll do it. And that's, (laughs) you know, do what lights you up. And maybe that's an unpopular opinion because everyone's living in the people pleasing, shooting, living up to others' expectations. Or even just listening to all of the things online, there's tons of messaging that says, raise your prices, restrict your schedules, drop services that you don't profit off of. But if you don't need to always financially profit, I feel like that's the message all the time is that it's all about, you know, making more money in a shorter amount of time. And yes, obviously, yes, you want to refine, of course, but you can be fulfilled in other ways. It doesn't always need to be a a monetary fulfillment. That's my opinion there. Yeah. Profit does not necessarily mean finances. I've got client. I've one client of mine who I've been doing since I was cosmetology school. This woman used to get a $15 haircut and I think she paid maybe $25 to get her color done. I created a price when I got out of school, she has followed me from school and I still do her, her, her daughter babysits my kids and my dogs. I, she will always be locked into that price because I could do her hair for a dollar. If she just paid me for the color, I would be fulfilled because I love her that much. You well, know, these days it is way more than a dollar. My I friend. know it's way more than a dollar <laughs> and she pays more. She pays. I, I do make a profit off it. It's just a much smaller margin than I should. And she is just she will always have that. And now I've just outed the fact that I have one person who does that. My mom gets free hair and my one client gets locked in at a price. It Everyone else, I'm sorry, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Like my grandma gets a haircut, maybe if I have time, you know? And you know that's a thing, like you get to set the tone. And I think that a yeah. lot of the 
as artists, we've forgotten that we are the ones in power. We think the one with yeah. the pay with the money is in power, but we mm-hmm. have the gift, we have the artistry, and we have that experience that they so much desperately need, not just because yeah, they look yeah. bad, but because they want to feel special. You know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. I think we need to put the power back in our hands as the artist and know that yeah. like we're a gift to them. Yeah. All right. Well, last thing, tell us, tell all of my, all of my listeners, I think I have like 11 now. It's pretty cool. Um, hey, there's that 11 again. Subscribe, right? I don't know. It's just, it's the angel numbers. Um, tell everyone where they can find you. Yes, absolutely. So you can find me at brittanycarmichael.com. That's where you're going to find the world of Brit um, from the elevated life to my coaching, to my retreats, to my products and my Oracle deck, um, all the things, all the free resources, everything you could possibly want and imagine you can find over there. But if you really want to get close to me, you can come hang out with me um, on Instagram at the world by Brit. Shoot me a DM. I love hearing from people, sharing my resources. Um, and then I also have a private Facebook community. If anyone's still on Facebook called Shine Tribe Sisterhood. I started it actually about six years ago because I felt alone in my online journey. I'm like, there's gotta be other people out here that are going through the spiritual awakening and like feel crazy too, right? Yeah. So I created this sisterhood so that I didn't feel alone. So you don't have to go through this journey alone. Find yourself a a support squad and someone who believes in you because listen, doubt and fear is always gonna come up. But when you have someone there to cheer you on and remind you that you're amazing, like what more could you ask for? What yeah. more could you ask for? No, All right. No, so I, I, I felt called. I pulled my Oracle deck out um, before oh. this podcast. We need, we need a card. It's woo woo Wednesday. Today. I have we your card that I got from Dallas. It's on my fridge at the salon. What card? And it is, I don't remember, but it's, I think it's about trusting your intuition. Mm. I believe. Yeah. I don't know. It was one of those that I was like, well, this has Always to go on the fridge. Yes, it's there with all of your other stickers. I mean, I have a, I have a bunch of everybody's local businesses, people I meet along the way. Your sticker goes on my fridge at the salon. So it's not just a shrine to me. No, it's not. Yeah. You're yeah. on there probably more. I mean, you and salon scale are on there. probably. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Oh my God. Legit. Right before we got on this call, I did woo woo Wednesday. So every Wednesday I host, I do a live video in the shine tribe in my Instagram. And then I post it to YouTube. I just did the reading, um, before we got on the call. And this was one of the cards I pulled release self-doubt, let go of fear. So this oh. has been the message today. This has been the message. We've got is- to let go of those thoughts that say we're not good enough and just trust that, you know, find the one good thing, find one good thing about yourself that you do love and fall back on that. Every time that fear kicks in, you know what, but I may feel afraid and I may feel like I didn't go to Harvard. So who am I to start this business? But I am creative, but I am loyal, but I am consistent. What's the word for you? What's that thing that, yeah, you can lean on that you're proud of yourself. And when you can find that one thing, it starts to grow, but it's so easy to like shine the light on the thing. That's like, I don't like this about me. And this is all I can think of. So find that thing that you're proud of. What, what do you love the most about yourself and use that to fall back on anytime fear kicks in. I just listen to you all the time. Thank you. I do have a podcast. (laughs) I know. When is that coming back? Because it's called the Elevated Podcast, right? Yep. The Elevated Life Podcast comes back season three, uh, the beginning of October. We took a little time off to do our road trip up to Montana and recharge. So now we'll be back um, and ready to share more wisdom. Amazing. All right. Well, so everybody, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Britt, thank you so much for coming on and 
just giving us everything that you have because I'm just here for it all. Oh, thank you so much for this opportunity. I am so proud of you, Erin, for creating oh. this space. And I can't wait to see and celebrate when you hit your hundredth download or hundredth episode. It's going to be so exciting to cheer you on along this journey. Oh, thank you so much. And we'll yeah. have you back because how could I not? I'm down. Part two. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Bye.